When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This is typically the time, like, you know, still football, still a month away. Granted, hosted Week and Wager, did a real deep dive into a lot of NFL futures. Now's the time to get on board for those. Um, and so we know, you know, players aren't going to report for another month. You know, baseball obviously is, is, is great right now here in New York because of how well the Yankees and the Mets are doing. There's no denying that. It's a shame the Rangers couldn't advanced to the Stanley Cup. Still, it's, it's a good Stanley Cup. I watched it last night. I really thought the Avalanche were going to close it out. Of course, they did not. So now we've got a Game 6 uh, coming your way on Sunday back in Tampa. And if they win, then it forces a Game 7 back in Colorado uh, on, uh, on Tuesday night. So that's good. So th- there's, there's stuff going on. But man, never a dull moment here in New York. Especially, you talk about an off-season in regard to what just happened with the Knicks and uh, during the draft, what happens now. I'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Ian Begley, who does a phenomenal job covering the, neck, the, the, the Knicks uh, for SNY, is going to join us at, uh, at 1.30 this afternoon. So excited to get him on. We always have Joe Wiz on with us on Saturdays at 2.30, giving us his picks and his plays, always trying to help us win some money on a Saturday afternoon. And uh, Mike Puma, who does a phenomenal job covering the Mets uh, for the New York Post, is going to be joining us at 1 o'clock as well. We'll talk a lot of Major League Baseball. Obviously, uh, the Mets uh, winning last night, so a great victory for them. Uh, And uh, unfortunately, the Yankees do lose to uh, Houston. But nonetheless, the big story there is Aaron Judge and him working out an agreement uh, with, uh, with the Yankees without having to go to arbitration for the remainder of the season in his salary. So we're going to dive into all that, but I want to start with the Knicks and what happened in regard to the draft, right? And just to do a quick recap, we know what happened, right? Number 11 pick, they trade it. Uh, They get multiple first-round picks. 2023, uh, first-round pick, somewhere in the top 18. 2023, another first-round pick, somewhere in the top 14. And 2025, uh, again, somewhere uh, in, in the top 14 as well. Uh, So pretty much ultimately where the Knicks stand right now, they have 11 first round picks in the next seven years. Okay. But what have Knicks fans been told for over a decade now? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to steal a phrase from the 76ers and trust the process, but in essence, right. That's really been the theme here. And, and I guess stealing from the 76ers, but look what the 76ers have been able to do with their process. You know, um, many feel that, if Embiid would not have gotten injured, he got that orbital, that eye socket injury and, and, and other injuries. It's a long season, we know. Uh, did not really uh, do that kind of that rest situation, taking nights off for Embiid. I mean, he, he played quite a bit last season. It got to him, obviously, in the postseason. The deal was for him and Harden, that one-two punch, and that failed. But still, 76ers are one of the teams that are favored to possibly win the championship next year. So that process obviously has paid out. Um, you know, a part of that process that didn't work is uh, in Brooklyn with the Nets, Ben Simmons, and, and what a poop show that is. We're going to get into that a little bit later on the show as well with what's going on with Kyrie and KD. But nonetheless, you know, how, how, how many times, how many years, how long can Knicks fans just sit back and, and trust the process and, and believe in the, the gambling because really, that's what this organization has done. The Knicks, they have gambled on certain picks. And, you know, we can sit here and I could go through the laundry list of, uh, you know, draft picks that the front office and, and it's, it's been a, a revolving door. We know um, where they have failed. You know, you can say R.J. Barrett is, is a huge success. Is this a team now building around R.J. Barrett? I would say yes. You know, um, but what happens now? And where do we stand right now? Kimball Walker traded as well. He's gone. $9.5 million contract off the books. So on draft night, what did the Knicks do? The Knicks obviously, again, traded, compiling more first-round draft picks, uh, trying to get more leg- leverage, uh, more capital in regard to 
and regarding to be aggressive, uh, whether it's in free agency, uh, in the offseason, whatever the case may be. Also, trying to free up more cap space, right? So, um, and, and, and what ultimately is that for? Jalen Brunson, that's what it's all about. At least that's what's being reported right now, right? It's Jalen Brunson or bust. Because here's the thing, what, what the Knicks are able to offer is a four-year, $100 million deal. Now, well, I take that back. What they can offer is a four-year, $130 million. That's the max that the Knicks can offer. What's being reported is that it is in the realm of four-year, $100 million. Meanwhile, you've got the Mavs, who, went, who we know went pretty far in the postseason, right? Um, and a big reason why, they traded uh, Porzingis away. Um, and it allowed, it opened the door for Jalen Brunson to really step up in a big way uh, to be the Robin to Luca's Batman, in essence. And to sit here and say, well, you know, would, would the Dallas Mavericks would have gone that, as far as they did in the postseason without Jalen Brunson? Um, you know, what, I think you could make an argument either way. I lean more, no, I think, I, I, and, and I love Brunson during the postseason. Um, I, I thought, you know, he stepped up big time in a number of ways. But at the same time, you know, when, you, when you're playing alongside a guy who's got 30, keep in mind, Luka is utilized more with the Dallas Mavericks than any player is in the NBA on any team. Marinating that for, for a second. Uh, his, usage, his usage is at 37%. 37%. And you could sit here and you, and you can argue and, and, you know, definitely in the conversation for MVP, you can argue Luca, one of the best players in the NBA, top three, top five, uh, top, some might say top two. It's okay. It's uh, whatever. We know that, that he is otherworldly and he is the straw that makes that, that, that drink stir when it comes to Dallas. So you could say, well, you know, Jalen Brunson and his numbers, what were they? Average about 16 points, four assists four rebounds a game, shooting 50% from the field, almost almost 40% from downtown. But again, playing alongside Luka, which defenses have to pay a lot of attention to. Right? When, when teams go up against the Dallas Mavericks, it's about stopping Luka, which, which, which benefits everybody else. Better looks, open looks. Better shots at the basket. Better opportunity. And again, I'm not taking anything away from Brunson. I'm just stating the obvious, right? So, you know, th- th- there's, th- this, is, this is an onion, and there's, there's a lot of layers here that we have to peel back and have the discussion, okay? And that is, number one, um, this is a Knicks organization that, again, is gambling on their future, okay? Uh, gambling in regard to can they even get Brunson? Now, I say they can for a number of reasons. But keep in mind, you've got a Dallas Mavericks team who feels that Brunson was a big reason for their success, especially in the postseason. And they can offer a lot more. They can offer a five-year, $175 million deal to Brunson. As opposed to, and again, what the max, the, the Knicks can offer is a four-year 130. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice little chunk of change there in regard to the discrepancy and the difference. But, but what do the Knicks have in their back pocket that, that can trump the $45 million difference and, oh, by the way, another year, guaranteed year, okay? Uh, what, what do they have? Well, they have, they have Daddy Rick, right? Rick Brunson, who was a part of Tibbs' coaching staff back in Chicago, and then now is part of Tibbs' coaching staff here in New York. Okay. Uh, Leon Rose, former agent of Brunson. So there's more family business there. And of course, we know Leon Rose is uh, calling the shots here with the Knicks now. What else? Uh, the relationship with Derrick Rose. Found out today. Was reading a lot more information in regard to the situation with the Knicks. Uh, Rose was a huge mentor for Brunson when he was younger. When, when Derrick Rose was playing for the Bulls and Tibbs was there as well. So you've got the Derrick Rose 
Association. You've got Daddy Rick, who's part of the coaching staff. You've got Leon Rose, who was a former agent. You've got New York City. Oh, here's another one for you. Um, Brunson was born in South Jersey. His mother still lives here on the shore. She's a huge Giants fan. So an opportunity to come back home, quote unquote, be close to mom, play at the garden, which somebody who I would imagine in their from here, from this area, young 20s, still has weight. Making that ride, whether it's the subway, whether it's an Uber, whether it's a private car, on the way into the garden every night, you play a home game. There's some cachet there, I would say. So, so, so there's that, okay? It's, it's, it's the Knicks gambling. And again, you know, is, is the relationship with dad, is the relationship with Leon Rose, is it the relationship with Derek Rose, is it coming back home and playing at the garden? Is, does that outweigh the, the, the one more year in $45 million that the Dallas Mavericks could play, could pay Brunson? Possibly. Family means a lot to me. Relationships mean a lot to me. I would put money, I would put money, I would put weight on that. So, you know, even though the Knicks are gambling, they've got some in-house pieces that very well could trump the money that the Mavs could, could potentially offer Brunson, right? Here's another one for you. How soon can this Knicks team win? There's, there's not a good track record here, right? You still have R.J. Barrett, who I love. Um, of course, Julius Randle, which no one really, really loves. Uh, there's an opportunity to get those bird rights on, on, on Robinson. I hope they do. I don't want to see, I don't want to see Robinson go away. Um, this is a team that, that still has to create some cap space as well, whether it's letting go of Burks, $10 million, uh, Noel, almost $10 million, Fournier, almost $18 million, Reddish is about $6 million. This is a Knicks team that's still going to have to wheel and deal and, and create some space here financially in order to be able to even offer Brunson the four-year $100 million. So there's that discussion, right? And there, then there's the discussion of, okay, you bring him in, is he worth that kind of money? Is, is, is Brunson to you the type of guy that's really going to elevate this, this, this franchise in this organization? Is, is him not playing alongside Luca? Because let's be honest, with all due respect to R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle, there's no Luca on this team. And so, you know, are, are, you, you're, are you going to pay this type of money to a guy that legitimately is more of a B player. I don't want to use numbers because one obviously is point guard, two shooting guard. I don't want to mix, I don't want to, let, let's just, let's say A player, B player, right? Like A player is Luca, A player is Steph, right? A player is KD. Are you going to pay this type of money to a B player to come in and, granted, yeah, I, Knicks are desperate for a point guard. I get it. But, is, is this going to be the end-all, be-all this season? And how good, how good can the, the Knicks be with the addition of Brunson? Is, is, it, is it worth this money? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. By the way, uh, the 90, 98.7 ESPN uh, Beach Bash is back. That's this Friday, July 1st at Bar A in Lake Como, New Jersey. Uh, it becomes Bar K. 
<laughs> See what they did there? Head down to the Jersey Shore. Join the Michael K Show live from 3 to 7. They'll have plenty of giveaways for fans and attendance and music from Brian Kirk and the Jerks. Uh, I'm sure Don LaGreca will get on the mic. It's all brought to you by uh, Patron Tequila, um, Leafly Stoli Vodka, and, um, and Notorious Pink Rosé. Ooh, love me that rosé. And uh, Flight by Yingling. So you must be at least 21 years of age to enter. Okay, so uh, fun beach bash that's taking place on Friday. 800-919-3776. Let's get to your phone calls. Also, we've got uh, Ty and Jake who are producing the show today. Gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts as well on what the Knicks did and did not do um, this week in the draft. But like I said, let's go to Tino in Staten Island. Tino, you're kicking it off for us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Anita. Your pleasure to listen to on the weekends. Anita, hear me out for a few minutes, please. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of when Isaiah Thomas was the general manager and a player by the name of, you don't know if you can recall, of Jerome James had a very good playoff 15 years ago and Isaiah threw $30 million at him. Same thing is going to happen with Jalen Brunson. He's a B-minus, C-plus player. He had a very good playoffs for Dallas and he's going to be rewarded. He's not the option for the Knicks. He's not a $100 million player for four years. He can stay in Dallas, let Mark Cuban pay him. Plus, people forget, Texas has no state taxes. He'll be saving tons of money by living in Texas and playing for Dallas. But this here's, but Tino, but Tino, yeah, but Tino, Tino, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're, you're absolutely right about the taxes. Trust me. I'm from Florida. I know. <laughs> um, it's no fun tax-wise living up here in the Northeast. However... Um, the amount of money that Brunson will make here in New York in regard to um, endorsements and, and being here in New York, uh, it's, it, 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 will outweigh, I, I, I a, it will outweigh the difference of I, I what he's a, say, saving in taxes. Tina. I need a, I need a, I don't see it. He's not that player, Anita. There's better options. Go after DeJounte Murray. He's on the block. San Antonio wants to move him. We have the assets. Throw an OB Toppin and Dan Quinn Grimes and maybe – uh, and three first-round picks might do it. Get on the phone, Leon, make the call. Or even go out for a cheaper option like a Colin Sexton in Cleveland. That's not going to cost you $100 million. He's not that player. He's the third-best option if he came to the Knicks. Maybe fourth-best option. Is he going to be better than uh, Randall? Is he going to be better than RJ? It's, no. Even Derrick Rose is better than him if he's a starter. He's not the answer for the New York Knicks. All it's going to do is going to put him in cap hell for years to come down the road. I've watched Brunson play. I've seen him. I'm 43 years old. I've been watching the Knicks for 30 years since I was 13 years old. I go to average about 20 games a year. I've seen Brunson play since he was a kid. He's not the answer. It just, it's just that, it's that a fascination. It's like, oh, we're going to get his dad over here. Talk about nepotism. That's straight nepotism. Let me bring the coach's uh, assistant coach onto the team. Plus, Tibbs used to coach him when he was younger back in the mm-hmm. days. So he mm-hmm. knows who he is. He's six foot one, Anita. He's small. He's a small guard. We need bigger guards that can penetrate. He's not the answer for the Knicks. Let IQ give him the opportunity to start. Build what you have like a Deuce McBride. Every time he's got the opportunity to play, the young kids produce, especially at the end of the year. It, 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 just, it, just, it, it just freaks me out that we're going to go ahead and offer this guy money. We put all our chips in one basket, but there's other options out there. Tino, I, I, I thank you for the phone call. I hear your passion. I, I hear your concern. Um, uh, let's go to uh, Ant calling in from a mail truck. Ant, welcome in. Good morning, Anita. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. So to, uh, to say that, that Derek Rose uh, is better than Jalen Brunson is, is absolutely abysmal. Um, I can't even believe I just heard that. Anyway, um, so I, I, I have a question for you. Has there ever been an owner that posts on, you know, Instagram or, you know, says something to the post and, uh, you know, they post it on Instagram with the with his he, – he, he doesn't come out and speak. He's the owner of the New York Knicks. I'm sorry. He's the general manager of the New York Knicks. How do you not come out and, you know, talk to your fans, talk to your fan base? I just don't understand how you, you know, come out and you say that we have 11 first round, 11 second round picks. Okay, well, what are you going to do with them? And the protected picks, I don't understand. We got a, a Bucks protected pick uh, at uh, fourth protected. I, 
it's going to be a 27 pick. I, I, I'm just, I am, I am so, like, done with this team. I just don't understand what they're doing. Anita, please try and help me out. Thank you for taking yeah. my call. <laughs> and thanks for the phone call. Uh, if, if anybody was, everybody knows what a huge Knicks fan uh, Stephen A. Smith is, and not sure if, if uh, everybody was watching, um, I want to say it was uh, on Friday, and he came out and he said um, he's he's not going to attend any Knicks games this coming season. He's not going to go to the Garden. That's how disappointed he is. 800-919-3776. We get back. I'll give you my thoughts. Also, uh, we've got you know Ty and Jake who are big NBA fans as well. Guys, I'm curious to get your thoughts on what the Knicks did and did not do. Um, all the reports out there that they are, all their chips are in to try to get Jalen Brunson. And, uh, and it makes six sense if you connect the dots with his father, Rick, being a part of the coaching staff, the relationship with Tibbs, as well as Derrick Rose, going all the way back to Chicago. The fact that he's from South Jersey, his mother still lives here, she's on the shore. Uh, so much uh, that, that is, uh, that's, that's evident here as to um, why the Knicks are eyeing for, for, for Brunson. I guess the question is, and, and we've already fielded quite a few calls, and, and right now the answer is, is an overwhelming no. Is he worth the four-year, $100 million deal that allegedly is being reported that the Knicks are going to offer? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. Uh, you've got the Yankees in action uh, against the Astros. Uh, no score right now. Bottom of the second. And you've got uh, Garrett Cole going uh, for the Yankees today. Uh, Mets playing a little bit later on this afternoon. 4-10 will be first pitch. But let's talk about what's going on with Aaron Judge and the fact that um, Aaron Judge and his camp um, agreed to his 2022 salary at $19 million. Of course, uh, the Yankees opened up offering 17. Uh, the judge camp wanted 20. They came to an agreement at 19 and uh, were able to uh, avoid arbitration. There's also some intens- incentives here. $250,000 if he does, of course, win, uh, win the MVP and $250,000 if he wins the MVP of the World Series. So an extra $500,000 there if, uh, if that does materialize. Um, 27 home runs on the season. Uh, 53 RBIs, batting 304. There's no denying that he's deserving. But the big, bigger, the, the bigger picture here and the bigger story here is, um, you know, what, what, what does this agreement and the Yankees and, of course, Judge being able to, to avoid arbitration, does that give Yankee fans hope that a long-term deal will be negotiated and accepted and Aaron Judge is not going to go anywhere following this season. Now, let's rewind. We know what happened, right? Cashman, uh, he went public with the offer that the Yankees made for Judge, seven years, 213.5. Now, what we do know is that the Judge camp was not happy with the fact that Brian Cashman revealed that number to the media. Um, Of course, Judge is investing in himself this season, and and boy, has it been tremendous. Uh, what does Judge want? Judge wants ten years, and he wants to make about thirty six million dollars. He wants he wants a Mike Trout deal, a Mike Trout agreement, not a bets agreement. Now you could sit back and say, well, based on this season, uh, Yankees are going to have to ante up. Yankees are going to have to pay. Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, Judge is the Yankees. With all due respect, the pitching rotation, Nasty Nestor, Cole's dealing, I get all that. Um, You know, obviously Stanton, Hicks, Rizzo, like, okay, so much is coming together for this Yankees team. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's Aaron Judge is the face of this organization. If he continues to play this caliber of, of baseball, um, you know, he's, 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 he's in line right now to surpass Roger Maris and over 61 home runs. 
Hasn't been done here on this, this organization since 1961. Are you, are you kidding me? He hits over 61 home runs. And if this Yankees organization comes back with seven years around this, this amount of money, um, there's going to be a number of teams. And, and we had Mike Puma on not too long ago who said, listen, Cohen and the Mets, he's got endless money. He would love nothing more than to go after Judge and steal him away from the Yankees. And I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there that feel the same way. Some other teams that have been associated to that. The Giants, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Angels, the Twins, just to name a, th- name a few. But, so here, but here's, where the, here's where we got to have this conversation. 800-919-3776. Aaron Judge is 30 years old. In 10 years, he will be 40. Around 35, 36, 37, that's the drop-off, okay? So understand why the Yankees only, quote-unquote, offered seven years. When you look at the history of Major League Baseball, there's very few Major League Baseball players that are performing to, you know, a, a reasonable contribution to a team, whether it's, you know, in the rotation or the pit or, or, or the lineup where making 30 to 36 to 40,000, $40 million a year, um, is, is adequate. So, you know, so what, what do the Yankees do here? You know, if, if it's about comparing to the yearly that Mike Trout gets at 36 is a seven year deal paying him $40 million. Would that be acceptable for the Aaron judge camp you're still making more than Mike Trout even though it's seven years not ten right and and, and again you know I, I think sometimes we forget that Aaron judge is 30 years old first of all he doesn't look like he's 30 years old uh, but you know this is a dude that peaked late on top of that this is an outlier year for him and in you know he's been in the bigs for six years but a late start in that first year. So really five full years in the bigs. And out of those five, only two did he play more than 115, one five. In, in, in two of the five, two of the five, marinating that, we're using that word again, marinating that, out of the five years that Aaron Judge has played full time in the bigs, only two of the five is he played more than 115 games because of injury. And again, this year has been sensational. Could this be year be an outlier? Possibly. So much is riding, obviously, um, on this year and the deal that he will eventually get after the season, whether it's for the Yankees or from other teams, right? But, you know, the track record's not great. He's up there in years. I totally understand why the Yankees don't want to offer 10 years based on the performance that we saw this year. Is it seven years, but yet you're going to pay him more than Mike Trout? Is he deserving? You know, Mike Trout doesn't get as injured as much as Judge has in, in his tenure, in his history, in, in Major League Baseball. There's a value there. Do you feel that Judge is worthy of a Mike Trout salary? You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Listen, I, you know, I don't want to take away from the, the unbelievable, phenomenal season that the Yankees are having, right? Like, you know, you, you, I'm someone, I want to live in the moment, right? I don't want to worry about, and maybe I get criticized for that, um, but, you know, I don't want to worry about next year. I don't want to worry about two years from now. I want to live, I'm, I'm someone who, like, I, like, you don't know, like, not to sound morbid or anything, but like, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know. I, I don't know. I get hit by a car walking to the dog park after the show today. Like, I, like I'm someone I just, I live in the moment, right? I want to live in the moment and I want to, I want to really embrace and dive into the Yankees success and, and, and what a fun season this is, this has become. And, you know, all, all the positives that we're experiencing here, you know, but, uh, but th- this Aaron Judge, conversation should happen every now and then. And, um, and I would imagine that there's a number of Yankee fans out there with some, some deep-seated concern about the future of Aaron Judge on this roster and on this team because of the way that the contract was handled prior to the season starting, compounded with 
how amazing we're seeing him perform this season and the reports of a number of teams that are going to be willing to come to the table and offer him a Mike Trout deal. Uh, let's go to our producers. I'm really curious. 800-919-3776. If listeners want to chime in, Yankee fans, I'd love to hear from you as well. But, um, you know, Jake, I, I know you're a huge Yankees fan. In fact, you, you ran into a Yankee the other day, right, um, on the street? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier on Gordon Damer's show. I was just walking around Manhattan picking up some groceries, and all of a sudden I walked right into Clay Holmes. And I put, I put, yeah, it was really cool. He's been one of the best relievers in baseball this entire season. He was an extremely nice guy, um, and it was just a really cool moment to meet one of the better pitchers in the league. But back to the Aaron Judge point, there's been a lot going on with this New York Yankees team this entire year. Of course, they're off to this historic start. A lot of Yankee fans are enjoying it, kind of looking towards the postseason as well. But with Aaron Judge, I'm pretty happy that this whole thing hasn't become too much of a distraction or it doesn't seem like with the team that it's causing any friction or any bad vibes. For the most part, as we see, they continue to just go out and win ball games left and right. So I am happy with that, but this whole Aaron Judge dynamic is really interesting because he is homegrown. He is a little bit on the older side. Like you said, it's not like he's a 25-year-old about to hit free agency. He is closer to 30, so would the Yankees want to give him a 10-year deal? Would Yankees fans want to give him a 10-year deal when we saw him hurt in previous years? So there's a lot of weird things going on with the contract, but at the same time, all of these Yankee fans that are saying like, oh, you know, the Yankees messed up. They should have paid him before the season. Those are the same people that if he gets hurt right now would be saying, oh, thank goodness that they didn't give him this big extension. So I think the Yankees are playing this the right way. I think Aaron Judge is also, he's also cashing in big time, but I do think that he loves being a Yankee. There's a whole place in Yankee Stadium named after him. I just don't see him anywhere else but in pinstripes. Even, so, so again, um, you know, he's looking for, he's, he's, he wants a 10-year, he wants a 10-year deal with the with the realm of, of 35, yeah, you know, the, 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 you know, what, Mike Trout is is making. And he, are, he are you are, let me it. let me ask you this are are you okay are you knowing knowing that the fall off for major league baseball players um is around 35 36 37 years old like you're you're okay with that that if, the Yankees are going to extend so you're you're going to be paying judge for the next 10 years based on what you're, you're what you're seeing him do right now. I think that if the Yankees cash out in the first few years of that contract, then it would all be worth it. If they win a World Series or two World Series or three, it's kind of similar to the Garrett Cole contract, which is now getting into you know the third or fourth year, where now Yankee fans are getting concerned because we thought with Garrett Cole, you know, they might win a World Series the first few years, and then on the backside of the contract, that's when we would get the Garrett Cole that wasn't an elite ace, but they were able to get some stuff out at the beginning. That's kind of a similar case to Judge. If they give him a 10-year deal and then they don't win in the first few years of the contract, then you're really in a bad situation. And people are talking about Stanton's contract being bad, although now you look at the numbers, it's really not that terrible of a contract. If the Yankees give Aaron Judge a 10-year deal for like $400 million and don't win anything in the first few years... The Yankees will set themselves back big time. Um, Ty, in, any thoughts here in regard to, to what the Yankees potentially could do in the offseason with, uh, with Judge? It, it just kind of feels like because of the circumstances, uh, they, they just have to sign Judge because it's not just about this season and, and going forward. You got to remember, like being 13 years removed from your last playoff, uh, your last World Series appearance, puts a lot of pressure on the organization. And every single year, it's championship or bust. So now imagine you have this year where the Yankees are on this historic pace, led by a guy you could argue is the best player in baseball. We know right now is the front runner for the American League MVP. He's up for a contract, and you think you're going to get closer to winning a championship without him? So it, 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 there's a lot of pressure on the front office, and I understand you have to be fiscally responsible, and you don't want to overpay for a guy who's next season going to be 31. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to sell to your fan base 
that you are about winning championships and about you know competing and contending every year if you're allowing the best player on your on your 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 team to just walk and it comes down to money by the way in a sport with no salary cap and it's the Yankees <laughs> so it's not like you can't afford it now be reasonable i i i ultimately think they're going to come to uh, a, a contract agreement just because like it benefits both parties judge what's he motivated by i i don't know if anyone knows but to have this this type of start to your career in a Yankee uniform, knowing that you could very well be placed among the all-time greats uh, because of your talent, but also if you go on to have tremendous success with this organization, I, I would have to think that that matters. And if it does, then you would assume that they're going to be able to find a price that benefits both sides. 800-919-3776, if you want to chime in, now's the time to do so. Um, I, I, and I know, you know, we've been working together for quite a while, guys. I'm sure you remember when the the reports first came out in regard to Cashman in the deal that he did offer, uh, judge with a seven year, 23.213.5, seven year, 213.5. Uh, you guys, if you recall, we fielded a lot of calls of uh of yankee fans calling in and saying why wouldn't judge accept this um he's being greedy he's being selfish uh this is a great deal he should accept this this is ridiculous um now what now what do yankee fans think now what do yankee fans say hi this is espn's mike greenberg and espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today and new users get a hundred dollars in bonus bets for making any sports book bet download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Mel. Mel, you're up. Hey, Anita. So to me, it looks like LA building a super team, and I won't be surprised if Aaron Judge go be a Dodger. Hey, listen that that's that's one of the teams that have been listed that very well will go after him. There's quite a few that I'm hearing. Yeah, and I mean they already got championships, so you know it looked like he may be able to add one to his resume there too. So, you know, you've, and, and Mel, thanks for the phone call. You've got to keep, listen, I've already, I've always said this, right? Like, it's not about, it's not just about chasing the money. Uh, you've got, you've got to put a value on, you've got to put a value on playing for a team that is each and every year contending to try to win a World Series. Like, you know, I've played professional sports my whole life. Uh, well, I've played organized sports my whole life. I played professional sports for about five years. I can't imagine what it must be like playing for an organization or playing for a team that each and every year isn't in it to win it. I, like, I'd just be like, no. Mm-mm. Well, it's oh, like the, o- the Oakland A's. How are you a fan of the Oakland A's when you know that whenever you get a good player, within three or four years later, that player will be gone? Like, it, it must be infuriating as a fan. Again, we have Yankee fans calling in, complaining sometimes. It's like, imagine being a fan of the Oakland A's. Like, yeah, I mean, but but the fan being one thing. I'm talking about a player, Jake, right? Like, I'm talking about, like, I can't imagine, you know, the sacrifice. Let me tell you something. The sacrifice, the commitment, the work beyond just what we see on TV, the dieting, the the training, the 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 diet the how you sleep, how you eat, what you eat, when you go to bed, um, not having that extra glass of wine after dinner, um, you know, all the sacrifice. That's a big one too. That's a big one. For well, sure. for me it is. <laughs> you know, all, like all, this, all the sacrifice that these dudes make to make sure that, you know, that they're in, in top performance and then, and then coming to work every day and playing for a team that, you know, you're, you're lucky if you win, I don't know, 50 games that season, 60 games that season. Not not for me. Nope. Uh-uh. Next. Next. Ariana yeah, Grande. I, I just, Next. I just think that, and I want to make this clear because I just got a text from, from one of my guys. Shout out to Daryl for listening to the show. Uh, it, it's not that I'm arguing Judge is worth a 10, he's worth being given a 10-year contract. I, I'm just saying that 
it's it's just not going to age well historically. If you don't win a championship this year and you allow this guy to walk and then you go the next 10 years and, and, and you still haven't won a title and part of it is because you're allowed the best player on your team to just go elsewhere, it's just a, it's a terrible look for the organization. And especially for one that hasn't won a championship in 13 years. Pride yourself on winning. You get a great player in his prime and you allow him to leave. A guy who could have helped you in that drought. It's just, I, I don't know what the alternative is. Like, how do you replace Aaron Judge? Jake, how do you replace Aaron Judge? I don't think you can, really. <laughs> so, Joey hey, Gallo? No, but realistically, to Ty's point, when the Red Sox got rid of Mookie Betts, Yankee fans were making fun of Boston. How could you let this all-star MVP-type player leave in the prime of his career? And just like Ty said, Yankee fans and the Yankees might be in the same predicament at the end of the and season. And the Red Sox, by the way, had won a championship with Betts. So, I mean, it's a little different. At least they had hardware hardware to, you know, to go off from. Whereas this drought, <laughs> it's just getting longer and longer. And you're, you're actually getting further away from contending if you're allowing Aaron Judge to walk. That, that's all you I'm know, saying. It's just a, 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 it, it is such a precarious situation. It's going to be interesting. Let's go to our phone lines. We've got Rob calling in from Manhattan. Rob, welcome in. Yeah, hi. I mean, if you're giving Aaron Judge a $350 million contract on 10 years, you're effectively saying he's worth $50 million bucks a year for the next seven years, if you assume that's how long he's going to last as a, as a productive player. Right. It seems like an awful lot. And It is a lot. And, and it's a lot to put in one position – I mean, I don't know that he's going to be able to keep playing center field for the next seven years. Um, I mean, he's increased his value by playing playing center field. I I, I have a hard time thinking that any single baseball player is worth effectively $50 million a year. And I think if you say we're going to allocate that $50 million a year towards bringing in two players, I I know this, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but that might be addition through subtraction. Um... And I feel like the great Yankee teams of 20 years ago were not built around one superstar player. Superstar players arose out of that team. It wasn't all Derek Jeter. It was Jeter and Williams and O'Neal. And it was a super balanced one through nine lineup. And we're getting close to that now with a lot of pop in the middle. Um, So those are my thoughts. (laughs) Uh, and, and they're solid thoughts, Rob. Absolutely. Sean, I see you. Quick break. We come back. We'll continue with your calls. I know a lot of people want to chime in with uh, this Aaron Judge situation. And, and again, great that this is a team that they didn't have to go to arbitration, right? Yankees offered 17. Judge Camp wanted 20. They agreed to 19. That's his salary for 2022. Okay, great. Uh, is there foreshadowing here? All right. These two parties are getting along. But at the end of the day, if Judge continues to perform this well, huh, um, there's going to be plenty of suitors out there that are going to become calling for his services and offering him a Mike Trout type of deal with the Yankees ante up. And would you want them to? Sean and Alf- Alfonso, you guys will be next up. And he marks with you 98.7 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Joe Wiz on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Joe, how you doing? Saturday in June, but there's so much action going on all over the place. I just love it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, where, where, where do you want to begin? I mean, there's, there's so much to get to. How about we start with some baseball? Right now, the Astros and the Yankees, bottom of the fourth, no score here. Um... I, uh, I I played this. I, I had the under here, which is looking good. The under at, at, at seven and a half. Also, I had uh, Garrett Cole, less than four and a half hits. Obviously, that's looking good. Um, 
I think that's how I played that. I, I do like the Mets later on this afternoon. I'm going to take the Mets on the on the money line. Also, I like Pete Alonso to uh, have uh, an RBI. What what? Tell me, what's your favorite Major League Baseball bet this afternoon or this evening, Joe? A uh, couple games here that I like, uh, but uh, before I get there, I just want to mention I was just talking to Ty, and you know, uh, I think the Yankee fans um, have to wake up a little bit and see uh, the great record that they have, that they are going to have a problem come October when it comes with the Houston Astros. In the first two games, even though we had the Yankees and we got lucky on Thursday, the uh, Astros outplayed the Yankees in the first two games. And uh, we'll, all we know, I know one series is early, but um, this Astro team is going to be a force to be reckoned with come October. And uh, I think a lot of Yankee fans are going to have to be concerned despite their great start they have. But uh, getting back to the uh, Mets and Marlins, and either, um, the Toldis game is at 7.5. Um, I, I, like, I like the Toldis game over. Um, the Marlins um, have struggled. They haven't been playing that well. They're a little banged up. Um, the Mets won yesterday. Uh, Bassett's pitching. His ERA is 403. Uh, and meanwhile, Rogers' ERA is 583. And uh, when he pitches, the Marlins are just 4-9 when Rogers starts. I think that the Mets will be able to put some runs on the board against them. Uh, these two pitchers met on Monday, uh, and the uh, Mets won the game 6 nothing. Um, and in that game, uh, Rogers gave up uh, four runs, five hits, in five innings. I'm expecting the Mets to be able to put runs up on the board at seven and a half. I think the, uh, the total here is a good spot for them. I like the over seven and a half runs between the Mets and Marlins. That's one of my plays I like for today. And again, Joe is joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. He has his own gambling shows that air here on 98.7 ESPN on, on Friday and Saturdays and Sundays as well. Um, there is football taking place, and that is the USFL. Later on today, you've got New Jersey taking on Philadelphia. That's at 3 o'clock in less than 30 minutes. And then, um, and then you have the Birmingham Stallions going up against the New Orleans Breakers. That's later on tonight at 8 o'clock. Any play in these two games, Joe? Absolutely. Uh, both of these games are being played in Canton, Ohio, Anita. When the uh, USFL season, the regular season, all the games were being played at Legion Field in Birmingham. Now they've switched over to uh, Canton, Ohio. Uh, and uh, the Generals here might be the best team. Actually, I think they are the best team. Um, they're right now at Bat Rivers for this game here. They're favored by four and a half, and the totals are 47 and a half. And uh, the Stars can put some points up on the board. They're averaging 26 points per game. Uh, and the Generals got the you know, Mike Riley, USFL Coach of the Year. And uh, I think that this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I like the over 47 and a half. I like to buy that half point, please, and make it down to 47 over. And then the second game today, I'm just lying dropping the uh, the uh, Birmingham Stallions all season have been the top seed. Um, they're the favorites to win it all. But um, New Orleans Breakers right now, the line at that Rivers has uh, Birmingham Stallions favored by three and a half. Yesterday it was four and a half. The line dropped a complete point. It's down to 43 and a half. And the New Orleans Breakers have the uh, leading rusher in the USFL in Jordan Ellis. He rushed for almost 600 yards. And um, Stallions basically like to run the ball. They're controlled. They like to control the clock. I think there's going to be a low-scoring game. And um, I gave out on Twitter, on my Twitter handle, Joe with Sports, I gave out New Orleans and possibly on the money line to, up to, to upset Birmingham. I like the New. I like that sound of that bird. Uh, New Orleans <laughs> Breakers. New Orleans Breakers. I'm taking the Breakers. I took them yesterday plus four and a half Anita, but at three and a half, I'll still take them. Possible upset, um, and I think that the Breakers have a shot of knocking off the number one seed. And ironically, Anita, Birmingham. This is their first game playing away from home. They've had the benefit from playing every game during a whole regular season because all the games have been played in Birmingham. So now they switch the venue to Canton, Ohio, at Tom Benson Arena. So this legitimately is the first first road game for Birmingham all year long. All the other teams have played in Birmingham all season. So Birmingham will have will have, you know, a little bit of a disadvantage playing in Ohio because they've never they've got to play every home game in Birmingham. All right. So uh, last night I, I thought the Colorado Avalanche were going to seal the deal and win the Stanley Cup. Nope. Now it's got to head back to Tampa. Um, you've got uh, game six in Tampa tomorrow, 815. The puck drops. Uh, you've got you can you can play the Colorado Avalanche on the money line at minus 115. The over under is at six. Uh, what, what's your play here? Do you think that uh, Colorado ends this in Tampa or do you think that this goes to a game seven? We're going to game seven, Anita. Colorado, I'm not sure why they're favored here. Tampa, to me, Tampa is starting to heat up. They struggled at the beginning. They clearly have the uh, goalie edge. 
Colorado's favored by 117 at that Rivers. But I need to check this out right now. If you think the way I'm thinking and thinking it's going to go seven right now, Colorado is minus 385. Minus almost four to one. Meanwhile, you can get Tampa, the two-time defending chance of plus 315. Now, if Tampa wins, which I expect them to do tomorrow night, this game goes to game seven. You're not going to find those odds at Tampa plus three to one because in game seven, anything's possible. And when you have a goalie edge, such as the big one that you have with Andre Vasilevsky, he's clearly a much better goalie than Darcy Kemper. Tampa can't keep up with Colorado. We know the game plan here. They need to be able to, you know, win it in the trenches. If it's a, you know, they try and run with them, Colorado will run them off the ice. But, um, you know, the strategy has changed. We've got one of the best coaches in the NHL, um, Tampa. Uh, we're going to see a game seven on Tuesday night. Interesting. Maybe a little bottle of wine there between you and I. I you, think, you got uh, me for a couple of bottles already, so uh, I'll be ready for another bottle. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, Bauer. <laughs> I just, I think, I think Colorado is the better team. Um, and and listen, I, I tip your hat to to Tampa. Like again, I thought that they would seal the deal last night. It didn't happen, but. Um, I, but at the same time, listen, I, I'd love to see a game seven. I've I've enjoyed the series tremendously. Uh, before we let you go, let's talk some soccer. You've got your eye, eye on some soccer matches that you like. Yeah, I'm starting to step more into soccer more than ever this year. Need as we gear up for the World Cup, which will be taking place uh, in uh, in November, and a lot of get, you know interesting games here. And one of the games takes place tomorrow. Um, Philadelphia Union are playing NYFC. And I'll give you an interesting side here. I mean, the game's tomorrow night at 6 p.m. It's being played in Chester, PA. But Philadelphia Union has drawn in seven of their last eight matches, okay? Seven of the last, and they have eight draws for the season. That's the highest in the league. Now, if you think it's going to be a draw with the Union, New York, NYFC, you can get plus 240 at Bet Rivers. So my play is to take a draw at plus 240. It's hard to ignore these stats. So Union have the highest amount of draws out of the league, eight of them, and seven of their last eight matches I mean, that have been draws. And it's plus 240 with NYFC tomorrow at 6 p.m. Let's hope for a draw, and let's cash some money here. Big ROI, plus 240 at Bet Rivers. You're so funny. All right, uh, are you at the Meadowlands right now? Uh, no, but I will be tonight, Anita. There's a ton of action going on. we got the Ohio Derby going on today. You know, people that are at the USFL playoffs, they can go right all over the tinsel down and uh, go to the Ohio Derby. you got some of the Kentucky Derby horses that were running in there, Wider Barrio and Edward O'Road, who was scratched, who gave Rich Strike the opportunity to win the Kentucky Derby and Classic Causeway. My pick in the uh, Ohio Derby is White Abario. That game, that that race goes off at 5:30. So you got three horses that ran the Kentucky Derby: Ethelo Road, White Abario, and Classic Causeway. Uh, and I'm looking for White Abario to get the job done uh, at the Ohio Derby at 5:30 is post time. I love it. Uh, again, uh, this is Joe Wiz, brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Get in the action. With New York's hometown sportsbook, download the sportsbook app in the Google Play Store or App Store today. Bet with a winner. Bet Rivers Online. Sportsbook must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem. Make sure you call 8778-HOPE-NY. Joe, thank you so much. Good luck with all your plays today and this evening. Thank you very much. You got it.